Before diving into today's episode, did you know that this podcast has a supporters club? By becoming a member, you not only gain access to exclusive content, but also play a crucial role in supporting your favorite podcast. See the link in the episode description to find out more. Now, let's get back to the episode. Hey, what's going on? Hey, let me fix stupid. Okay, I think now. That ought to. Hey, come on. All right, all right, you know what? Here. Okay, there we go. There we go. All right. <laughs> well, I'm already late enough as it is. Don't have time for this stuff to mess up. But this is a midnight episode, so welcome to the J-Man Show here on K360 Radio. How's it going, J360 Legion? Welcome to the J-Man Show here for episode 152. Yes, it is a midnight episode. It's a Saturday special, pretty much. I apologize for my lateness. Uh, Matter of fact, I had a lot of things to cover on Friday. (laughs) Well, one thing is going ahead doing a couple of job searches, because old boy did do the damn thing and managed to get his higher education taken care of, as you all know. But I also managed to um, do something interesting with the day job. No, I didn't tell them all to go shove it yet. But, you know, here, here's the funny thing. You see, I was ready to go ahead and take at least a personal day. <laughs> but it turned out that I had a whole week lined up for myself. Like, right now, I'm just straight chilling until it's time to go back to work on um, Thursday or so. And even then, it's that that's still questionable, too, because allegedly I'm in the red or some bull they lying about now. It, it, it's a lot of stupidity over there because, see, you know, what with peak pandemic floating around, there's really no attendance policy. But now they're trying to impose an attendance policy on everybody who stayed home or quarantined. You know, it, it's, it's so stupid over at where I'm at nowadays. It's just like, you know, biding my time till it's time to go. And truth be told, yeah. That time to go is coming a lot quicker than you think. But the funny part about it is, is that they act like um, how important you are. Now, I remember telling you guys throughout all sorts of forums, hell, the, the thing about the fighting with the day job is pretty much meta now. It's on every everything I talk about. But it's only because it gets a lot more... St- stupider is not a word, but it gets a lot more dumber every time. Because there's no common sense floating around. And see, I'm about common sense. Even when I'm as madcap as I need to be, I try to keep things, you know, somewhat reasonable. Whereas an administration, and especially a lazy one, like the ones that run my day job, yeah, they they, they don't have it, man. It's It was either non-existent or it was on the verge of being there, but it is officially plucked because they're they're full of crap. And, you know, they're over there really messing with the new guy, too. I was like... Yo, he just got here. Why y'all dogging him out like this? I mean, let him come in here, do the job the best way he can. But you also realize that certain people are not getting the backup. And I, I would say that my would-be supervisor would... No. No, I can't give him benefit of the doubt at all. He He's awful. He sucks. Lazy as hell. 
And if there's one thing J-Man does not have respect for, or let's say one personality, it's a lazy personality. Like, even when there's moments where I want to be lazy, you know, I can't. I got to do something, you know? You got to always be experimenting, always be practicing, and figuring out new ways to get, you know, stuff done. Like I said, that's the reason why I have musical instruments. I want to be a multi-instrumentalist sometime. You know what I mean? And, hey, the best way to do that is to practice at least, like, 10 to 15 minutes every day. And me and Ruby are actually getting it together here. Still got to work on my, you know, fingering technique. But so far, so good. That's where I'm going to be at after a while. And Rocksmith helps. <laughs> but, yeah, man, I, I just, like, shake my head at all that stuff. But turns out, like, when I went in to go ahead and use my PTO time, you know, I had a whole week lined up. And I was like, well, might as well just go ahead and uh, attach Friday to it. And so I went ahead and did that. But then, um... See, my manager, who obviously I'm at war with right now, he doesn't want that to happen. So when I had it pending like three days ago, he he went on the tangent to go ahead and reject it. Which you're not supposed to even mess with that. You're not supposed to mess with that. You can mess with the other one, but you can't mess with that. And I'm like, damn, doesn't he understand I read the policy around here? I obviously need it this Friday. So you know what I did, right? Well, you think I did. I put it all through again and the system approved it. <laughs> You're damn right. And you see, the worst part of it all is, I'm sure, like, by the time I get back, it's going to be, oh, you know, you got to be here. <laughs> no, no, that's not the way it is. See, here's the difference, right? I do go to work. I do do my job. And I don't have a problem going to work. Or any job out here. Even in addition to doing J360 Productions, as you all know. Because, you know, work's not bad. It's it's all that workplace drama and all that customer stupidity and then all of that stupid stuff from the powers that be. Which may ha- or may not have anything to do with you. But you see, the only time I ever started doing the uh, attendance thing and all that other stuff, I just started doing the attendance thing because of the pandemic. But the truth is, is this, my attendance was always good in any job I was in. However... When you really start to feel like a job's making you sick, you know you got to go. All right? You know, and, I, and I'm not talking about, like, just, you know, pneumonia, flus, and all that stuff. I'm talking about really making you sick. Like, like your mental health and all that stuff is just really, really going out of spades. They're not giving you a push on, on different jobs. They're not training you about anything. They're, they're, you know, and then the only time they'll ever even talk to you about training is when it's convenient for them. When you're in something like that, and a lot of y'all out there that work retail know how the system and the game is sometimes, it it can get pretty damn monotonous and annoying, you know? That's why you should always be working on ways to upgrade and change yourself, because you can always reinvent yourself. I mean, granted, like I said, who I am today is not who I was at least 10 10 or 20 years ago, something like that. Then again, 20 years ago, let's see. No, I was a kid then, so I mean, like, you know, I was always in a state of flux. But you know what I mean. Ten years ago, not the same guy. Not like I was a bad guy anyway, but it's just, you know, you're supposed to evolve and grow. And certain people have missed the point of that, especially in retail. And that's a sad way to be. Especially when you got that one employer that says, I'm just comfortable and I like you where you're at. Yeah, well, here's the problem, Chief. I'm not comfortable where I'm at. 
I'm ready to move on. You know? Like, when I get about S. Anthony Thomas's age, well, for one thing, I am not working in retail. But the second thing is, if I get about his age, I would kind of like a whole different job because I'm not going to be stocking like that. I'll be lifting weights and taking care of myself and crap, but I will not be doing a stock job. Enough's enough. I mean, it's, it's, it's always good to do those things, but you see, don't let your comfort zone and relative ease come into play and keep you in a spot. You know what I mean? So even if it seems difficult at first, because let's just kill the word hard. I mean, a lot of people are so afraid of that word, they will not attempt to do anything. You could take it up with my um, would-be supervisor. He doesn't know what the hell he's doing. The only reason why he got that job is because nobody else wanted it, and he passed the test. Well, yippee, you know? But that's their dumbness. And I only say that because that's why I managed to get this uh, vacation, and I'm feeling it, man. One day in the can, and I'm just like, ah! It is the best feeling on earth. I mean, at the end of the day, I could prop my feet up, and I'm just like, uh. You can see it, like, all oh, the colors back in my face now. I'm all like, like, you know, I can really feel like I'm not that old. <laughs> like, I'm just enjoying myself. And that's the way to be. And then it also gives me time to go ahead and work on some new content with you guys. In addition to getting some crossovers out of the way. I know, like, B-Rob sent me a voice message not too long ago, which we're going to listen to. Not on this episode, but in a Hanging with J-Man uh, video, which will come up a little later. Because uh, I got to go ahead and get that crossover out of the way. And then I got some people from the other side to actually help me out here with J360 Ready from time to time. I'm going to go ahead and revive the J360 Radio Live series. So we can go ahead and get that out of the way. Bi-weekly show, if you will. But it's going to happen. Yep. So I've been pretty much working on production value. And not only that, a lot of broadcast jobs opened up. So boy's going to be throwing in his hat and letting them have some fun. Speaking of which, this is the first episode to start Schlockomania, and man, do we really have a crap entry today. Uh, yes. Now, this has to be one of those entries that where you ever look at the box art of a video or any sort of form of media, and you're really taken over and won by it, or you've seen like the bad, like bad box art of certain things, and you're like, nah, I'm not going to even... I'm not gonna even invest in this. Kind of like, uh, let's see, what was the game called? It was called Phallix, but um, on um, it was called Phallix on Super Nintendo. And you see, rather than it showing what the game was about, like you're you're pretty much a starfighter and you're battling against aliens. They showed this old man on there with a with a guitar or a banjo or something like that, and you're like, is he in the game? And you don't invest in it. You see, something like that happened to me as a kid, because when I saw that, I did not invest in that game, even though, from looking at it now, that game was pretty badass, and I would have enjoyed the hell out of it, because I like, you know, top-down shooters like that, you know? And it was just like, how did I miss this? This was something that I was looking for right up my alley. And you see, the reverse of that happened today, as I was scouring the uh, wonderful waves of Amazon Prime, you know, the home of the cheese. And you see... As I was looking, I saw an iconic representation of a vampire, Chinese vampires, mind you. I don't mind them too much. Getting, you know, getting shot down by RoboCop. And I love RoboCop, man. I do. 
I can't stand two and three, but I do love RoboCop. Especially not not just from the nature of the character and not just from the satirical, but the fact that, you know, he's an icon in his own right. I mean, dead or alive, you're coming with me. Your move, creep. And then he shot a dude's nuts off first day in the job. I mean, well, yeah, you know, it had to happen. Because <laughs> it had to happen. But it was wonderful seeing that. And then not to mention the whole shootout in the in the crack house. That was that was just beautiful class. And not only that, he's back now, or he's coming back anyway, in Mortal Kombat 11, which, uh, you know, Aftermath drops. I think it drops on the 26th, which is going to be fun. I don't even care. I'm just going to go ahead and invest in it. And they're showing uh, leaks of some of the uh, fatalities that he's going to do. But this isn't about RoboCop in general. The fact is, is that the artwork there was so good, it won me over. And I decided to watch the said film, Robo Vampire. And man, I wasn't let down more than a little bit. I looked at that. Sh- I-, I looked at that crap, man. And-, and it was nowhere near the premise. That poster alone is cool. You know, and a friend of mine actually did. Talk, I did talk to a friend of mine about it one time. I said, is it as cool as this poster? And she, well, I actually I can go ahead and talk about her. Her name's Jocelyn Brody, and she hosts the uh, Sleazy Cigarette Burns uh, podcast show. Which, by the way, I should drop a few links because she's pretty damn good at what she does. I don't think she reviewed this particular episode, but she did have it on her list of slocky films. And uh, shout outs to Jocelyn. This one sucks. I'm not here to tell you whether the movie's good or bad or not, but at the end of the day, you really should not waste your time on it because it wasn't even focused on the man who became the robo-vampire slayer. And man, he's a knockoff. Like, more or less, it's it's about... There's vampires in it. There's the ghost bride in it. There's the... um, the, uh, The priest is in there. But there's also another side plot of narcos and agents fighting against drugs the opium trade and all like all that stuff is in there basically because this movie was a pache of two films that either a didn't come together or b they just ran out of money and they were like oh well you know the way to save faces we can take bits and pieces of this and put it together in a hosh posh movie that that people are going to buy and invest in and keep in mind this i'll ask you a question okay what is the most expensive commodity that we as um, humans have. Is it time or money? Now take your time on it because it's very debatable. I wish I really had some interaction going on right here. Otherwise, I would love to see like what you guys would have picked. But the thing is, is uh, if you're like me, you would think time. Because at least time, you're not getting that back. You understand, like, when you're in that flux, right? Like, even as you're listening to this show right now, this time right here is precious, and we are not getting it back. It's finite as hell. It might come back again maybe next year, but even then, that's on a whole different time train. And at that point, you'd hope that you'd be able to go out and party a little bit. Then again, you can't go out and party. You just have to be, you know... Um, how do I say it? Fortified. But like I was saying, time is the biggest commodity. And the time wasted watching this film right here. I didn't care about any of the characters. Matter of fact, I didn't know anyone's damn name. Only thing I knew him was, was by archetype. Basically what their character was. Like, how are you going to have the priest 
And obviously the priest seems to want to do the right thing. How are you going to have him work as somebody that's in the drug trade? Like, what does he get out of it, you know? And then you also have, like, the ghost bride and the, and the one vampire the, that's called the vampire beast. He, he and her, they, they were coupling. And then there was one part in the movie where the robot actually encountered them. And then she said, don't kill us. We love each other. Let us consummate first, then you can kill us. I was like, the hell is this crap? I was like, well, well, well. I mean, hey, at least somebody's getting a little bit of action, right? I mean, you might as well just go ahead and have some sex before I go ahead and pop a cap in you. I mean, yeah, sure. It's in the prime directives indeed. And what's interesting is this is not how you destroy Chinese vampires. You don't use like a um, a minigun. Though it would be pretty effective, and it was a little bit in the movie, considering like whenever you see the robot vampire slayer. But the thing is, is this. Usually it's sticky rice, um, bounded wiring, or something. It, usually the priest has like the wiring, and then he also has the um, the parchment he puts on their forehead to stop them from moving. And these are those hopping vampires, you know what I'm saying? They don't walk or anything, they, they hop up and down after you and stuff. And some of those movies are either hit and miss, but I think the if you want to see the best interpretations of them, go look at the classic Mr. Vampire, and then maybe... Um, Maybe Rigor Mortis. Yeah, Rigor Mortis was pretty good. Yeah. Not to mention the music's actually pretty um pretty soothing. But this kind of stuff here, like it you can tell where they um took there's not even A or B plots here. You won't really care about anybody. I mean, there was a rape scene that happens. And, and the girl didn't really put up much of a fight either, but she's supposed to be the damsel in distress for the robo vampire slayer to actually save but there's little to no interaction at all between them. And even then, you'll see it like at the end where it's like a hackneyed plot. And it's like, yeah, I, I just... And, and then the way they try to torture, they try to use the Chinese water torture. And um, it was like it was like looking at somebody's audition tape, which obviously was filmed in their garage or something. But not to, not to knock anybody that's doing that, because, hey, what can you do right now? But... You can tell that this was just like a, a screen test that just didn't work. And the ADR was just all over the place. And then, ugh, it was just like, wow, you know, um, this 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 ain't gonna, this is not helping the movie at all. You know what I mean? And then not only that, but if you took a look at the way that this uh, Passade Robocop would look, or Robo Knockoff would look, he's just lumbering through the movie. If anything, he's a representation of anybody who took the time to watch it. Because you're sitting there, you're like, where are we going? What's this? Is anything getting solved? Who are these people? And you know, while I usually give some films the benefit of the doubt, this this one, this particular film just can't. It's, it's not going to do it, man. You know? So if you ever do see Robo Vampire, you'll probably be like, but you're thinking this, Jake. Did Robo Vampire win? I'm gonna tell you this. Nobody won. N n nobody won at all. The no, no. As a matter of fact, it's inconclusive at best. It's like one of those kind of things where it's like you're in a void and you're saying, "I wonder what the meaning of life is." Or did I pay that credit bill? 
Or did any of this even make any sense? Or I'm just rambling on the show right now, damn it. <laughs> Things like that. But no, nah, you know, it's it's not even watchable, man. I mean, you think about an interesting premise like this, similar to like any of these horror movies that are based on social media, some have a premise there. But they don't follow it through because they either get so f- caught up writing these characters or they get so caught up with no direction at all that it just doesn't flow like it's supposed to. Now, granted, you, you know, you'll you'll sit there and you'll be like, but but the artwork and the premise was so amazing. Yes, the box art does lie. And then this particular one, it did. I awarded no points. I'm not even going to go ahead and do the rating system. Y'all remember the J360 rating system, right? If we like the movie, we, we burp. But if we don't like the movie, we puke. It's not even getting that. Yeah. But I can only imagine what the next piece of cheese will be. And yeah, you are supposed to get like three different films to talk about. But, you know, this time, a little dry on this circuit right now. Because some of them are actually pretty enjoyable. And I'm not going after Birdemic again. <laughs> but this particular film, no, 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 no. Forget it. Forget it. And it's, it's, it's just stupid. Anyway, I see that we're working on getting some new Star Trek movies. Or not Star Trek movies, but new Star Trek series and I'm sitting there thinking this, it's going to deal with Pike's story. That might actually be good. You know, if people would get out of their way and actually, you know, give us some credible Star Trek stuff. It's nice to see how, like, the fandom is right there and it's supportive of that franchise. Like, I, I kind of have a little bit of a love-hate with Star Trek sometimes. Like, and it's not because of just, like, the way, like, Discovery went down or whatever the hell they're doing as Star Trek Picard. It's like, I have a love-hate with it because, you know, sometimes it seems like they're afraid to actually, it seems like they're afraid to actually just follow up on telling us a decent story with a whole crew on this five-year journey. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you really think about it, every single one of the series that were made in that franchise ran into production trouble of some sort. Syndication saved it, yes, but it seems like... God, the the one that came unscathed, it, Next Generation was that good, wasn't it? It was that t- it was a tough act to follow because even when that was in production, people were like, "Oh, well, it's not as good as the classic one." But even then, you, you know, it, it's it went on its own and managed to give us great action sequences, and then you know you fell in love with the characters. You know what I'm saying? Each one had a problem, but at the same time, you, you know, you, you root it for them in the end. You, you see what I'm saying? And, of course, you know, when they started making movies based on that property, the reason we didn't see it for the plot. Oh, God, I remember Star Trek V. That could have really been the final frontier. <laughs> what the hell was that cat thing? Anyway. At least when Undiscovered Country came, it cleaned out all of that nonsense. And it paid the way for the next generation. So that was actually pretty cool. However, then when the next generation started making movies, they were hit and miss. I mean, you know, you look at um, Generations. Generations was... No, 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 no. I thought Generations was only cool because, you know, you got to finally see Kurt and Picard meet up. That was the only reason. But Kurt went out like a like a punk ass in that. I'm just saying. That's why a lot of people really didn't care for it. 
But then they made first content. I mean, not first content. First contact. And it was it was stellar. I like that one. That one was pretty good. And then, of course, you know, you got Insurrection, which was just ill. And then you also have... Um, did Nemesis come after that? See, one way or another, like, I haven't been a Trekkie for too long. But it's like... You know, if you look at it from the nature of all those things, they kind of had their story told. You feel me? And then you go ahead and you pave the way for another crew. But they also, you know, which was Voyager. A lot of people hated the Voyager fans. And then <laughs> they had a pretty interesting story because in the end, they were just trying to get back home. And then even when they got back home, they were in a different time loop, you know? So, yeah, when you're working with something like that, that, that was the only show that was there for a long time. And then after that came, um, well, I'm not talking about Deep Space Nine, even though Deep Space Nine came around the same time as Next Gen. So as they were sitting there working with that, I liked it because the, the storylines were darker. You know what I'm saying? And then you had Cisco. Yeah, I'm talking about that right now. <laughs> but, you know, like I, I'll defend that series all the time because a lot of people hated it because it didn't go anywhere. It wasn't supposed to. It was a space station. And then you see, um, what was that other one? Oh, yeah, 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 Enterprise, the first one. Even that had trouble. They managed to get, like, what, two seasons out of it or three? Barely got the third season out of that one. And even then, things changed over. And then what kind of cop-out was that when you realized that the whole thing was just a holodeck sequence? You know, and, and Riker was there just learning how the old crew was. I mean, it was cool to see him, don't get me wrong, but it was like... Well, we, we invested all this time in these characters and turned out that everything was pretty much just archival footage. Damn. <laughs> but, um, actually, yeah. And then, you know, you got the room for Discovery and you got the room for all that stuff because Discovery was okay for, like, the first season and then all that other crap happened and just ruined the show. And then you also got Pregard. People don't like this series. I mean, there's a lot of shows out here that, other than mine that do review on each and every single episode, it's not coming together like it's supposed to. Or they're like, oh, we hate the characterization of what everything's going on. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to stay out of this one. Because <laughs> um, I think a friend of mine, uh, Montego Bradley over there at um, Fans on Pro- Fans on Patrol, he pretty much has that on lock. I'm not going to mess with it. Yeah, if, if I know that you're really adamant about something or... You know, I'm on my way out of this, and I'm just looking on the outside looking in, whereas you followed this crap, and it's like, you know what? I can't debate with you right now, but I will catch up with you later. See what I'm saying? But it's just like this, you know? You could do alternative takes, which is what Abrams' version of everything was. We could have got another movie of that, but, you know, what would everything falling through and people people on different things i mean do they have to come out at that moment it could come out at another moment like i'll never understand entirely what the release schedules of some of these things are and i'm a filmmaker myself because i'm like all right does it warrant it a sequel at this point i don't think people are going to lose interest in it because it is star trek i mean just like star wars people are not going to lose interest in star wars just because what disney does with it matter of fact when they do stupid stuff, they know we're so invested in it. We will go ahead and we will talk about how great the older ones were while at the same time being at the premiere or wherever the new one is. It's kind of like when they start doing series like The Mandalorian and all, which they should have done from the get. You know what I'm saying? 
that would have been nice to see more live action Star Wars series like when Lucas was behind the helm a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, but he, you know, he was riding the royalties, much like how Tom McFarlane rides the royalties on Spawn. And why wouldn't you? But it's just like all those new adventures could have been done up by now, even when the actors were in their prime. Like all that stuff, it, depending on if they wanted to be a part of it or not. I mean, we got Boba Fett coming back from Mandalorian Season 2, which um, is exciting. I wonder if they'll team up or if they'll battle to the death. Or, well, obviously, they're going to have a dick measuring contest because, you know, you can't just team up without knocking each other around talking about what you've done and what, what they've done and all that other crazy stuff because it's like a rule now. It's kind of like all those, hey, which one's better, Batman or Superman? And it's like, come on, man. They're just more dominant and great in their own respective series. But it is awesome when they team up. And even then, when they fight each other, it depends on who's writing the comic. Because people nowadays go really, really stupid with it. Oh, oh, you want to take this up with me, J-Man? Well, you know what? You, you fight me on Marvel vs. Capcom. Yeah, and I'll embarrass you there, too, because I used to play that stuff all the time. <laughs> Which, by the way, they need to go ahead and re-release all of them. I mean, all of them, as a collection. Like, whether it's digital or whether it's physical... I mean, I know they did Marvel vs. Capcom Origins on uh, PS3, which, by the way, was good, but it, it needed Street Fighter versus X-Men, or X-Men versus Street Fighter, if you will, and X-Men Children of Adam. It needed all of those in there, too. You know what I mean? And that, and that would have been fine. It would have been a port-perfect arcade, you know, arcade port, yeah, would have been nice. And then everybody who's anybody out here, because comic books and comic book movies are huge right now, we all would be playing the hell out of it. We all be fighting each other to the death. You know what? First chance I get, I'll go ahead and modify the Power Play series for that. Those of you out there in the podcasting realm or content creator realm, we should hang out a little bit more. Don't worry, I've worked on being a lot more sociable. Uh, things like that. You just let me know. We'll go ahead and knock each other around. If we got some arguments and we got to go ahead and get our disputes under control, that's why we have fighting games, people. We'll go ahead and just, you know, hyper combo finish this whole thing out. Yep. It should be like the ending to Avengers Endgame almost. But that's what we ought to do. Shoot. And Capcom, if they're listening or whoever has the Marvel license, I hope hopefully they still do, right? But then again, Infinite wasn't all that good, so... Jeez. You know, you have it right there. Like, the the, the end game is right there, and you still flail in the middle. That sucks. (laughs) I mean, they had all the chances in the world to make a decent... Just make a decent fighting game. That's all I ever ask of these, you know, developers and all. But, of course, you know what crunch culture and all this other stupid stuff that goes on nowadays... It's amazing we get the top-notch quality we do. But even with the PS4 era or going into the PS5 era, we should have that kind of stuff, you know, at least available on demand. And, I mean, the problem with Marvel vs. Capcom Origins is they released it at the tail end of the PS3's, um, you know, production cycle or something like that. But it's still around because, you know, PlayStation Network and all, because I'm still buying games for it. <laughs> Or I was. I got the wall of shame, remember? And little things like that. But I just hope that we, um, you know, we bounce back from it. And, you know, we get that credibility. Because, I mean, we got this Star Wars show. 
We need to have we we need to have Star Trek. It'd be kind of weird to just go through a day without without seeing the promo for a Star Trek show. That's like some people over there in the UK, you know, not seeing a, a Doctor Who promo. You understand what I'm saying? Or like um, when Sherlock was on TV. Now that's a good show. But it's like, hmm. So, you know, more production issues and stuff. But I thought somebody was supposed to be buying the franchise from Viacom or some some crap. They buy and sell this stuff all the time. Hopefully we'll bounce back and we'll get something unique out of the whole deal. But I'm also looking at some other things here for Slockomania. Oh, look, the Giver. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I see this. Me and Wondersoul were talking about the Giver not too long ago. You know, that was the movie based off of a manga property that really needs to make a comeback, by the way. Because, I mean, like, it, it was like, it's you know Ultraman, right? When Ultraman's fighting against, like, other creatures that, well, kaijus that invade our Earth or come from, you know, different areas and try to destroy our realm. But you see, we always had Ultraman there. If anything, Guyver is kind of like Ultraman in a way. But he's fighting against, like, human-sized creatures. They're called um, Zonoids. And you see, like, it happened in this movie, which was really good because the, the suit was comic accurate. And not only that, like, the, the bad part would be the acting between the the main characters. The only one that was really decent was Mark Hamill. And you're sitting there wondering, how the hell Mark Hamill will wind up in this? Well, he was also doing Wing Commander video games at the time. So, you know, a job's a job. But, as he was there... And then you got Michael Berryman as one of the um, one of the main, if not the main villain. I, I haven't seen this movie in a while, so I'm going off of memory. But I just remember, even as a kid, me and my dad, we were there and we enjoyed the hell out of it. Like the the movie was just brilliant, man. I mean, it has its goofy parts, and obviously you can see that '90s, um, you know, that '90s clash in there. But it was still pretty. Pretty amazing for its time. Especially the battle sequences. And then it had that, <laughs> that cheesy synth music. I can just remember that all the time. So if I ever find it again tonight, I'm, I'm playing that crap. But that's not a schlocko movie. That's one of those guilty pleasure kind of movies. I mean, it could have been Schlockomania based, I guess. But no, it was it was just a decent film. Uh, of course, you know, they had a second one too. It was called Guyver 2 Dark Hero. Or just Guyver 2 around here. And I didn't get to see that one ironically i did not get to see that one i did get to see a little bit of the manga it was based on and i did get to see like some of the um animation but nah that first movie was just always really good and then you see like there was a time i was going to do an episode based on like uh anime type movies um such as because i know they were trying to make one out of akira i don't know how the hell you're going to do that i really don't know how you're going to make a live action akira movie but they did Attack on Titan, and depending on who you talk to, I actually enjoyed them. But you see, the thing is, other people, they're like, no, stick with the animated show. Like, the animated show was the best. And then you got some people from the manga side of it saying, no, the manga was the best. And it happens, all, well, it happens all the time. But it's like, you know, let people like what they like. And when it gets right down to it, I have no problem with it. I mean, Assassination Classroom had a uh, had a couple of movies, and I enjoyed the f I enjoyed them too. I'm trying not to cuss, but you, you know, as you all know. <laughs> but when it gets right down to it, like Akira was so 
mind bending and twisty and I don't know how the hell they're going to achieve that. And then, of course, a lot of y'all didn't really like uh, Ghost in the Shell when that came out as a live action film. Y'all were like, ooh, ooh, you know, it's an Asian character. It should be played by an Asian woman. I'm like, hey, hey, quit race baiting this movie. It might actually be decent. But when I took a look at it, it wasn't bad. It's a lot better than the Aeon Flux movie. But it wasn't bad. Now, as a matter of fact, will it ever hold a... Will any of these live-action films ever hold a candle to their source material? No. Not at all. It's never going to happen like that. But, if we give them benefit of the doubt, and we just remember that they're based on it, and that there's some charm here, because a lot of y'all were all set to go with that Cowboy Bebop movie, because uh, Keanu Reeves was going to be in it as, you know, <laughs> that that's, the, the man can do no wrong, I'm just saying. Even though uh, I still don't see the reason for a Matrix 4. See what I'm saying? But y'all are all set and ready to go on that. So, hey, who knows? Maybe we'll probably get some uh, get some good qualities here. But I will tell you this. The Giver does count as a decent anime-based movie. It does. And if you don't believe me, go look it up. Go look for it. Sit back and chill. Pour yourself a beverage. Do what I do as I am doing right now from here on out throughout the week. Because that's what it's going to be like for a little while. Who knows, man? You know, actually, there's enough room for a double special this week. But then again, I guess I'm overdoing it because I'm doing the power play tomorrow. So, you know, that's what we're going to be about. And if anything else, you know, if some of you guys got some guilty pleasures you want to throw around, I mean, hey, by all means. Drop me a line at J360Productions on Twitter. Or, hell, you can even use my personal one. I'll really talk with you then. At JMBrady360. You know what I'm saying? And that way we can go ahead and hash out some more some more of these uh, great stallions of uh, filmmaking here. Other than that, though, I think that's what I got for you all today. In addition to um, other things. Yeah, that's what I got for you all today. So this is the J-Man signing off. Episode 152 is in the bag. We'll be back uh, next week with some more. (laughs) And then at that time, who knows, maybe we'll get those three uh, schlocky movies, or at least two at best, because, man, I can only take so much. I'm running out of antacid around here. So I'll see you guys later. Peace. Peace.